There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Kevin Barry is from Barry's Auctioneers on the South Mall. Kevin, you have been saying, uh, with the eviction ban, by the way, the eviction ban is lifted, formally lifted, this Friday, the 31st of March. And the lifting of that ban Kevin turns a crisis into an emergency in your view. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you keeping? Good. They will lift it Friday. It's not going to change. It's highly unlikely it'll change at this stage. What? How's it going to make things different from your point of view? Uh, PJ, from our point of view, like we know plenty of landlords who will be served the notice termination. Like, at the moment, we're going through there. It's to be 17 houses so far that'll be coming on the stream. And that's like those tenants, like there's lots more landlords we have numerous discussions with as well that are considering selling up. Like there's various reasons for this, but the majority are finding it. It's no longer economic, makes no longer economic sense for them to be one-off landlords. Like of those 17 sellers we're currently liaising with, the vast demographic age group between them are between 40 and 50 years. Like many of them bought their properties in 2003 to 2007. Like they were caught in a situation of severe negative equity. Mm. So they were unable to sell the houses. A lot of them outgrew those houses. So it could be the first time buyers buying two beds, apartments and stuff like that. Couples got together. They had families. They they couldn't sell them. So basically what happened then in that stage, a large percentage of these sellers, they would have been on track of mortgages. And with the severe rates, the hike rates in the last say, nine months, like their payments have increased drastically. So a lot of these are at the situation now where they, just, they want to get out. And so so, so what you're saying is, what you're saying is this decision, Kevin, will mean and that people who are going to come to, to you and say, look, I'm a landlord, I have one or two places, I need out because it's no longer viable for me to own and rent out these these premises. Now, the, the comeback against that, the, the, is always, well, you have a property, don't you? But a lot, a lot of these people didn't want to be landlords. The ones we're dealing with in this particular case, they didn't want to be landlords. And now they're at a stage now where they're out of negative equity and they're putting their properties up for sale to get out. They, they, they don't want for what they're left with at the end of each day. We've won, we'd one client there now, for example, I'll just give you a figure stick. They bought the house for 350000 in okay. 2005. Okay. They borrowed 300000 on that. So there's 17 years left on a 35-year track of mortgage. Okay. So they're now paying an additional 3.5% since last July. So that's an increase in repayments, say, from 1795 per month to €2,295 per month. Okay. And if they're getting 1500 euros per month rental income like that's a massive 
that they have to come up with. They're paying half, most of them are paying more than half percent of that 1,500 euros on tax as well. So it's just, it's not viable at the end of each month. And rather than so if the mortgage on the house is, we'll say, gone up, let's, let's pick a figure. Mortgage on the house is 1,800 a month because of the increases. Yeah. Rent was 1,400 a month, but you only can keep about seven or 800 of that. So the landlord is having to come up with the balance of the money every month. Exactly, and it's just it's just not viable for the ones we're dealing with, with those 17 that are going on. That's the reason that they're looking at getting out. The other thing is they're, they're afraid of regulation changing. Just say, for example, we, we had a property there up in Mount Oval, lovely two-bed property, and went to the market. Again, the owners of that, they had to rent it out. In this particular case, the tenants actually bought a house, so the house now became vacant. So the owner of the property was at the stage saying, look, we're in a rental cap here of €1,150. The same property, if there wasn't a rental cap, there's one that's up there going for 1700 per month. But they're at the stage now where they're saying, look, if regulations change and they won't be able to sell that in the future with vacant possession, it reduces the value big time in relation to it. Mm. So they put it on. It was all owner-occupiers looking at it. No investor's going to look at it because... A lot of people aren't aware. Someone buys a property that was rented; they're tied into the previous rent. So you could have two properties side by side, and they could have a total different value because one might be rented for say eleven fifty, and the other previous rent might be seventeen hundred. So it's far more appealing then for the other one for the. Explain that to, to me, Kevin. So that the tie-in with previous rent. So if I buy a property that was being yep. rented for eleven hundred a month, I, I do I do I have to keep it rent? Do, rent. Do, I, do I? You're tied into that rent. So basically... That's if I buy it with tenants in situ, you mean? No, it's not. If that, that particular one that we're talking about, where the previous rent was 1150 yeah. those tenants vacated, they've bought a property elsewhere. Okay. A landlord now, that wants an investor that's looking to buy that, cannot increase that rent. He's tied into the previous rent. How come? In relation to that. How come? There are laws. And it's like well, it's, that's the property's. This is, I didn't understand this. The property's changed hands. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're tied into that previous rent, and a lot of people aren't aware of that out there. And it's it's, it's affecting where I th- where I think it's severely. This is unfair. You so many landlords that were there that never upped the rents. Yeah, that they were just saying, no, I have a good tenant. We liked them. Away we go. Yeah. Two thousand sixteen. The rent pressure zones were brought in. Right, so you could have had a landlord that was squeezing people, squeezing people up the rents, up the rents. They're the ones that are now in a situation where they've no issues because they'd always gone high. Like we knew plenty of landlords that didn't increase the rent in say six, seven years, and people were paying nine hundred euros a month. Mm-hmm. The rent pressures only came in, and then the max they could increase it was four mm-hmm. percent at the time. So what was happening? Just say the landlords that were maximising each time, every single year. Then they were. In, upping it by 4% because they were entitled to it. So I just think, I, I don't think that has worked around pressure zones in relation to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, people should know that, like, when they're buying properties, that they are tied into that previous rent. So everyone that would have looked at that two-bed now we're selling would have been owner-occupiers. So there's less and less investors then that are Ah, uh, no, yes. So it's not attractive to sell on in that regard. No, it's not. And, and you, do you think that after Friday... The, the, that list of seventeen will increase. I do. I, I really do. Is and it's it's just as more and more scaremongering going on out there. Um, and by whom? From a point by whom, Kevin? 
just the media not maybe but there is just 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 there's a lot of talk of saying prior prior to the eviction by me lifted there's a lot of talk of saying right trying to keep tenants for 10 years you can't serve notice like we we've i was chatting to a lady there lately she's she was in australia for three years mm-hmm. she she's back she's renting in an airbnb because she couldn't serve notice on her own house back here so now there's a question that i'm glad came up someone has been away renting out their house here now their time away is done they can't in the course of an eviction ban they can't vacate their own premises when they no. come back but in, in this case now she, she's lucky because the eviction ban has been lifted so the notice can be served but other than that if she, she was in a situation there she's this is absolutely crazy it's my house that's there and i can't get back into it with the time allowed so and that's that's a very real example and there's that, that is happening yeah yeah that that's it yeah i would i have to say i heard a few people talking about that like what if you own a house you went away for a few years to work or whatever you want to develop a career whatever you want to do you're back now you've a tenant in situ in the house perfectly lovely people but you want to come back and and live here and because of the invict because uh, of the eviction ban you can't actually ask them to leave if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, that, that, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's a, Kevin, lastly, just briefly, because people are saying about property rights, property rights. It, would it be the case that our constitution, Bunrock 1937 and all that, the level of protection for personal property rights in the constitution is part of the problem here, do you think? 
it could be. It could be. Um, so, you know, we're not up to date in our constitution. Yeah. They won't like to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, People are talking about housing as a, as, a, as a human right, housing as a constitutional right, and, and all of this. The constitution is a very complex document. It covers a lot of law to do with possession of, of, of property. But there's a de- definite example. People who actually own their own property and want to get back into it can't because of an eviction ban. Yeah, it, it is. And look, there's there's numerous things out there. And we, we, we've seen some amazing things happen. We've seen where tenants stop paying rent to sublet the property. And like, there's 95% of tenants out there are, are fantastic tenants. There's no issues, but there's probably 5% then give, just, just get, get, make it less attractive to go into. So like, so people can basically last up to 12 months without paying rent in a property and go through the channels before they can actually, you can get them out of there, which, which is crazy. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. crazy. But like, the only thing in the government's defence, like they are just they're starting to roll out some some policies now in relation to it, trying to, trying to speed this up, is like one of the ones there, we're, we're in talks with one housing body at the moment that are looking at purchasing the properties with the tenants in situ that yeah. are on HAP. Yes. And like that's, that's a positive move, but the only thing is how long it's going to take. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see going forward how quickly they can roll out these to kind of stop it. Because so, something does have to give because the amount of landlords that will be getting out and it, it's it's nearly easier for someone to buy a house than rent a house at the moment. I know that sounds crazy, but mm. there's just so little stock out there at the moment and that's, that's not going to change anytime soon. Mm. And as I said, they, just need to, they need to get more houses built. All right. That's the bottom line. All right, Kevin, thank you. Kevin Barry from Barry's Auctioneers on South Mall. Not necessarily taking the side of the small landlord, but just explaining why so many of them are getting out of the business. So many of people who became accidental landlords are getting rid of the properties now because of the tax, because of the... I did, did you know that? I didn't know that. So I'm a, I'm a, a landlord and I am selling my property because it's been vacated. The person who buys it, if they want to rent it out, are limited to the same rent I was charging. Didn't know that. Did not know that. Whereas if a new build goes up next door, if I'm listening correctly to Kevin, if a new build goes up next door to my place, that's more attractive because they can set the rent from day one. Now it's Ivan. Hi, Ivan. Hi, PJ. Hi. Good. On housing, morning to you. What do you want to say? Good. Yourself? Not too bad. Uh, what, what would you like to say? So, in, in relation to the housing crisis, uh, I've just an idea. Uh, if you look at any town or city on the continent, like Madrid or Vienna, Paris, you can see lovely uh, residential apartments built. Yes. Uh, I don't understand why the government doesn't encourage uh, builders to build buildings instead of housing estates. I think the flats would be much cheaper to buy. They can be lovely to live in if built properly. Also, with buildings, you can have like spaces for small businesses, which would increase the quality of life for yeah. people that live there. Uh, the big thing here with the estates, with the housing estates, it's just houses. You have to sit in a car to, to go and grab a, a bottle of milk, you see. Mm-hmm. You're talking about places like Paris and Madrid and Vienna where you'd have a business premises in the city in, on the, like, and then you'd have residential units upstairs. Exactly, like it's a residential building with flats and then 
on the level on the ground floor you have like spaces where people can open shops or uh hairdressers or whatever you know like so the place where you live has what you need for a good quality of life so like a lot of people here you don't have to sit in your car and drive into first major town to get get your groceries or whatever you need you know encourages people to live in the city center reduces the need for cars yeah all works all works did eastern european people head home do you think after the after the crash do you know pandemic and stuff like that do you think well i would say i wouldn't know like i i can i can speak for myself i don't know for everybody but uh, uh the more you hear about news about crisis of any sort like this housing crisis people i myself personally i am thinking about the future you know and yeah. i'm not sure the quality of life for me and my family will be where are you from ivan I'm from Croatia. Okay, okay. And how long have you been here? Eight years. Okay. And clearly you clearly you like it. In those eight years, what changes have you seen that would put you off staying if you have seen them? Well, to be honest, I love I love living in Ireland. So I love the people. I think this is the best thing in Ireland. So everybody's friendly and nice and every I like how everybody cares and works for the common good. Not everybody, but a lot of people have yeah, nice yeah. though. So this this is awesome. This is amazing. And I guess uh, the the only thing, like for well, I know for myself personally, I only kind of miss some additional activities that I could find, like back back on the continent, like sports. Like I'm I'm expecting a child as well, so I would love to have my child be able to have uh, more sports available outside GAA. Yeah. So I would like to see more theaters. I would like to see more culture happening all around. So there's there's things happening for sure. Like, but it's mostly volunteers and, and amateurs who don't have funding, who cannot really kind of maintain it properly for the huge amount of people that I think would enjoy cultural and sport activities. You know, yeah. uh, and uh, but essentially people come here to earn money. I would say this was my 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 yeah. big reason to come here. I wanted to kind of have an easier life for myself and my family. And at one point, like now with the housing crisis, with the prices going up, one tends to kind of reevaluate that to see what is the balance, what is your quality of life in terms of like how much you can earn and what you can get back and and all that. Just in terms of sports, interesting point that you make, like there's a huge basketball tradition in Cork. What what kind of sports would would you like to see more of? Well, all people are different, so, but I personally, I, yes, basketball, table tennis, I would love to see that. Uh, soccer is here, yeah, but, but volleyball, for example, is a big thing. Also, uh, swimming as well. Um, I, I was very surprised, like when I when I came here, when I when I learned there's no swimming pools. I think I think there's only one in Limerick, Olympic size swimming pool. Yeah, uh, like on the continent, every. Every city has several, you know, swimming pools, and and, and you can just go and swim, and it's an amazing thing. Like yeah. a time for children, you know, because you're, you're right, you're right. There's yeah. such a shortage of public swimming pools in Cork. They're, most of them are private, and they're, they're club pools and all that. You're you're so right there.
And small, very small. It's not, it's not the proper pool. You can't really kind of... The 25-meter pool. We, yeah, we... The, yeah. The idea that we don't have a 50 meter pool in Cork and they have to go to Limerick for the nearest one, you're correct. If you, if you like, if you like to swim, if you're, if you're a good swimmer, if you're a competitive swimmer or someone who takes that swimming seriously, you'll get very bored in a 25 meter pool pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's very shallow, like it's, and it's crowded. So, so, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to kind of criticize them. It's just like things that I see that could improve the quality of no. life for everybody that, that want to live in this country. Listen, fantastic that you did and thank you so much for your call you're right though we need more he's right on many other things we need better swimming facilities across the city public ones Quartz 96 FM okay I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you Impress No Glue Press On Manny's and Impress Press On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press On Falsies.